Hello, this is Lisa Hazard with We Are All Psychic, and it is Monday, August the something, the 17th. I have Misty here, and she has me here, and we are at Amethyst Sage again while they are closed doing an interview for your listening pleasure. (laughs) So, Misty, how have you been? Oh, not too bad. Kids have started back to school this week. Don't know for how long. Yeah, really. Um, I have the whole house to myself, so that's <laughs> nice. Yeah. It's been clean. So, yeah, yeah, not too bad. How about yeah. you, Lisa? I haven't been doing much. Um, seems like a lot of family stuff all week, just, you know, because we're all in the house, and my husband and I can't work right now because our jobs are close distance kind of access jobs and uh <laughs> i don't know how y'all do it without killing each other <laughs> yeah we love it we have fun though we do no, always snip I, and snip a I, little I bit but kill my it's husband. not too bad <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't work out too well with us <laughs> but i'm glad it does for you i'm glad yeah we, we have experience we've had times where one of us was out of work or the other one was i always worked from home until yeah working here at amethyst age so yeah, there were times when we were together. We we enjoy each other's company, so it's always been good when we get to. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I enjoy my husband's company too, but yeah. yeah. Well, the four people in our small house is a little bit clutter. I mean, it's a little bit shh, one yeah. bathroom. Yeah, that's not fun at all. <laughs> yeah, no. No, I wouldn't like that. So you were saying you really enjoyed Omika's interview. Oh, my gosh. I love her. (laughs) You do. I don't even know her. And I listened to the interview, and I was like, I love this woman. (laughs) She is so fascinating. I I mean, I bet bet you could probably talk to her for hours and hours. And And years and years. Yeah, she has a million stories. Yes. And, And I was also quite fascinated. I think... Um. The coolest story I think that she said was um, about the the one where she was fixing to get raped and uh, something grabbed that man and threw him in, in the closet. Was it the closet and shut him in there or I something? So. Yeah. I was like, wow, talk about yeah, yeah, it was somebody to protect yeah. you. Right. And then I got to thinking, well, yeah, how often does that really happen? You know, how many times, you know, have we gone into something and then, you know, our protector, you know, our spirit guides come and protect us. Yeah, and, and, and that's very dramatic right there. Yeah. I had a therapist that I was really close with in my 20s when I was older and moved back. We, we became friends. I haven't talked to her in a while. But she had told me that when I, when I first, I was seeing her when I was about 22 to 25 or 6 or something. And I told her I thought I might be psychic, and it was really hard for me to even say out loud. I don't think I put it that way. I said something along, like, something's going on here. And she said, well, you know, sometimes things happen. She said, one time my daughter and I were driving, and I was about to turn left on, uh, like, it was like a busy road in Huntsville. And she and her daughter, she said, they both just instantly had this vision of a car wreck. And they turned to each other, and they're like, did you see that? And then right then, like, she didn't turn like she was going to, because they both had this vision of the car turning and getting in a wreck. Yeah. And turning to each other and being like, you did too? And then this this truck, like, the one that they had envisioned hitting them, actually just went flying by. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I I don't think a lot of us have experienced something like that. Yeah. But I really do think that that's like... 
our spirit guides telling us, you know what? Yeah. We're not to do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> time to do that. Don't do that. Don't mess up some stuff. Right. <laughs> so, and, and I've heard so many different stories. I know, um, one time my mother, she was living in Montgomery and my dad was at work and they were in these apartments. And, uh, she said that she got a knock on the door and, uh, it was like, you know, early in the day, you know, and she said, okay, well, I don't know who this is because they didn't know anybody there, but she said, okay. And she opened the door and there's like this big guy standing there. And she said that he kind of looked behind her and then he kind of looked, you know, the other way, you know, like he was looking at something mm-hmm. and mom was like, can I help you? And he was like, well, um, I'm looking for this woman that lives, you know, at such and such. And my mom was like, well, I don't know, you know, who she is or whatever. And uh, she said this this guy had this look on his face like he was scared of her or something, you know. And my mom's yeah. not, yeah, my mom's a little woman, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, anyway, he got that look on his face and then he, he shut the door. Huh. Well. Later on that day, um, the police knocked on her door and come to find out, you know, this guy was very violent. Um, his girlfriend that did live downstairs, um, she, I guess he had beat her, um, and, and done some bad things and, and he wasn't a good guy at all. Right. And so my mom always said the look on his face, it was almost like he was seeing some big guy or something behind me. On both yeah. sides of me, because the way he the way was his looking, and yeah, yeah, and mom was like, "What are you looking at?" Because <laughs> there's nothing, you know, beside me. But yet, you know, it, it, it looked like he was looking at something totally different, you know, like something protecting her. Yeah, and I really do think that um, that that did happen. That something was protecting her. I think so. Yeah, and, and I've heard of stories like that too. Like um, I heard of a, a woman, and she was walking down this alley. And, uh, she met up with these, like, two guys, and it was not a good situation, and she knew that she shouldn't have gone that way, you know, especially by herself, and she said that, you know, they just kind of stared at her and gave her this look, and they, they let her go by, and she was like, okay, you know, thank God I got out of that situation, well, I think after she had left, they found another woman down there, and they had taken her and raped her and um the police were called you know and and she told him look i had seen these guys you know before and she actually asked the guys hey why didn't you try to get me and they looked at her like she was crazy and they were like because there was those two big ass guys beside you we're not gonna do anything you know with these big two guys beside you walking and she was like there were no guys walking mm, beside yeah, me yeah yeah and you know those kind of stories oh i yeah. love them i love them i love them they're so I cool i also think it's interesting that a lot of people who are very angry or violent because of whatever tendencies they have that make them they they a lot of people who are chronically violent usually have their own demons you know but in the way i i like throughout life i've not really known too many people like that, but I've known people who've been in relationships with people like that or have had, yes. you know, a lot of situations like that. And it's almost like the people who are living on the edge of that just rage all the time. They they kind of can see those things more so than other people. Oh, do. really? 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, it huh. just seems like they're, they, they like, I don't know, like some kind of, like if you want to, you know, put someone in a psych- psychology category, like say a uh, sociopath, you know, maybe yeah. they, they might kind of exist in their own little fantasy world to some people because they don't relate or connect. But I think they can also, I think they manipulate energy, but not necessarily emotional energy. Yeah. Or they can manipulate other people's emotional energy, but not uh, produce their own emotions, maybe. Or maybe their emotions are processed in different ways or something like that. I like the way you put that. I never would have thought of it that way. And then I wonder why, you know, in that situation you're describing why the other people didn't have protectors, you know? Right. And you know what? You're, you're right. I I wonder too, you know, but then again, and I, I know bad things happen to people all the time. And, you know, some people get lucky and some don't, you know, but I I think that we all have lessons that we have to learn, whether they're good or bad, you know, and um, I don't know, sometimes it's just the luck of the draw, you know. What do you think the point is of learning the lessons? What's your theory? What's your system based on You know, I've thought about this one for a long time because um, I've always thought that I have lessons to learn. Lots of lessons to learn, and I'm very hard-headed. So um, that doesn't help my situation much um, because I like to learn lessons over and over again. But I'll eventually get them. But, um, you know, I I think that if something bad happens to me and I get through it, I think that I can pass that energy to somebody else that's maybe going through it and help them. And they can pass it along, you know, so maybe in that situation, the other people involved had lessons to teach other people from that experience, and that person in particular who had the guide show mm-hmm. up. Like, she, no, no, right? She has right. no to teach us to, or this may break her or something. Right, know? right. You know, yeah. and I've always heard um, that saying, and I believe this is true. Um, God doesn't give you what you can't handle. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I really believe that. Um, yeah. You know, it's amazing I, what some people can handle, isn't it? Yeah. It, it is. I, I mean, I have seen people that have gone through so much stuff, and I'm like, how how are you still standing? Yeah. And, you know, and, and of course, their answer is, well, I don't have a choice. Yeah. <laughs> I just kept doing it because I had to. You know, and I mean, <laughs> I went through a lot of a, a lot of stuff in, in my 20s, and it was horrible, and it was bad, but, you know, I didn't have a choice. I, I got through it. Yeah. Know? But I learned from it. Right. You know, and I also, like, it seems like every time I start to uh, stray away from um, myself, it's like something bad happens, and I have to get back on track. Yeah. <laughs> this is interesting. In, in uh, Vedic astrology, they have something called Rahu and Ketu. I don't know if I'm pronouncing them correctly. Ooh, we have a muffler. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, Rahu is, I think, the northern node of the moon, or I think so. And Ketu is, these are the characters, their mythology, is the southern node of the moon. Or maybe, I, I can't remember exactly how it's described. Yeah. But Rahu's job is to, like, build you up and then drop you. Build you up and then drop you. And yeah. you're supposed to learn the lessons that way. Huh. And this is, you know, Indian yeah. Vedic astrology. And Ketu is like, every time you start to go off your path, everything goes to crash. I know. And then you have to get back on it. 
Yes. You know, that's kind of like how the two uh, in their astrology work. Yeah. And, um, getting you to do what you're supposed to. <laughs> I know. And like, that's why I am so determined, especially these last uh, few months to, you know, get on my right track. And, you know, do the work and, and do what I need to do. Because, I mean, I know I've got plenty to do. Um, I'm ready just to get going and do it. You know, I just have this certain, you know, energy going through me saying, you know, do the work, do the work, stay yeah. on track. <laughs> and so I'm desperately trying to do that. But I've noticed, too, when I stay on track, a lot of my um, psychic abilities will uh, be... Um, enlightened a little bit more yeah yeah you're it's weird it. you're you have it on your mind actively or in the back of your mind i, I guess because i'm yeah. closer to myself yeah in that part yeah. I, I don't know but you know i've noticed that like when i go off like you know i my dreams and visions aren't you know as good as, as when i'm on track yeah yeah so tell, tell me about your dreams like what kind of like you you have like Dreams to come true, or yeah, I've had I've had all kind of dreams, um, and I think we all dream. Um, I love dreaming, <laughs> and sometimes I don't love dreaming. Yeah. When I, have <laughs> I know when I was little, um, I would have really bad, bad dreams of like uh, this negative energy. I don't know if it was like a demon or a devil or whatever it was that was trying to get me. And um, it would scare me, and I would have it a lot. And yeah. I still have those dreams, and it's very scary. But I think now I have to kind of take it over a little bit, and I'm learning how to control it. But um, that was scary. But I would have dreams um, after my brother died. Um, I had a dream the night before we buried him. And I remember... Uh, when he died, you know, you're always saying things like, oh, you know, I just want to, you know, give you a hug or hold you or kiss you one more time. And I remember telling everybody, you know, I just want to hold him one more time. That's all I want. I just want to hold him one more time. So that night I went to sleep and I woke up and it was it was like a dream like state. It wasn't a dream, though, and it wasn't. The awake state. It was in between. Yeah. And all of a sudden, he uh, appeared in front of me. And he had this big smile on his face. And um, he was surrounded by dogs. Huh. And he loved dogs. And it was like in like this white fog kind of area. And in the back, he had like this big house. And he was showing me, you know, this is where I am now. And it was like, I was fixing to ask him, why did you, you know, do what you did? He, he committed suicide. And um, before I could even start the thought process of that, it's like he blocked me from it. Yeah. And he was like, no, you know, we're not going to talk about that. This is not important. It doesn't mean anything right now. And, um, I was like, okay, you know, I'm in the moment. And, and then uh, after that, he, he took me and he put his arms around me and I put my arms around him. And I got that last, that, that last, thing. you know, uh, hug. And, um, and then, and then it was over. And like I said, it wasn't, I know, I know the difference between a dream 
and I know a difference between, you know, visions, you know, but that started. um, And then it was like, I would have um, dreams that my loved ones that were already passed on would come to me and say, Hey, you know, this person's fixing to die, you know, get them ready or what, not get them ready, but just let me know. Yeah. And um, my grandfather did it. Before my grandmother died, he he came in my dream and he said, you know, grandma's coming. It was like he was waiting. We were sitting yeah. at the kitchen table and, it, you know, in, in these visions, you know, there's no talking. We all communicate through mind. Yeah. And um, he was just like, yeah, grandma's fixing to join me and I'm just kind of waiting. And it wasn't long after that dream she passed. Yeah. And then uh, I guess it was probably a few months later they they both came to me in another one. And this time they were like big balls of energy, like light. Mm. And they were like flying around together and they went to my aunt's house. And that told me that she was next, you know? And so, and she was, I think one of the last ones and she was ready to go. And I was able to actually talk to her and say, Hey, you know what? Guess what? It's almost you, over. You, you know, tell her that. <laughs> I, I did. Listen. I told yeah. her because I, I, I knew that it would make her more at peace because she was so lonely and yeah. she was done with all this. And um, it, so, and I think it did give her a little bit of peace, you know, and, and I've had uh, uh, other similar dreams like that. You know, it, it just you know, things that I need to know and, and it'll happen and I can't predict when it's going to happen. Yeah. You know, it just happens. You, you just kind of have the certainty after these experiences. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's def- definitely certainty. Yeah. So something I notice about uh, the times we've interviewed and talked on the phone and been around each other and stuff. It's like, it seems like you have a real good connection to the psychic senses and stuff, but it seems to really come out in your sleep and your it dreams does. or so you, in that in between place in between yeah. sleep and awake. So I've noticed like a kind of, you feel like a frustration, not being able to be able to turn it on and off or have it on all the time or be able to access it at any time. Yeah. So, you know, that's part of why I want to do the podcast is open up discussions about how to do that. Yes. Yes. So like for you, I mean, we can go back to the peyote discussion, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Used to dreaming on peyote, but I would think... uh, Maybe start noticing things throughout the day that may show up in your dreams that aren't necessarily the, like, vision or visitation type dreams. But since you dream so much, maybe, like, we're sitting here and there's this fuzzy bag. Maybe this fuzzy bag shows up later in a dream, tonight Mm -hmm. or tomorrow. Like, make note of what does and maybe in a dream journal or something, if you did see it or did is referenced again in a dream that already happened that day. That something that happened that day is referenced in a dream that night or the next night. Mm-hmm. I would make a note of that. And I think that there's, does that happen to you in dreams where you like, you'll like, let's say you're looking at these cast iron pots. Maybe tonight you'll have a dream and there's just some cast iron pots off to the side. And, and does it never happen like that for you? you know, I, I don't, if it has, I haven't really paid that much attention to it. But I tell you what, though, um, this is kind of weird. Me and my mom have had dreams um, about this house. And we can both describe it to each other, to a T. Yeah. And um, it's kind of, 
it freaks us both out. I don't know. It's something creepy about the house. But, it, I mean, to the detail, we could tell each other exactly. Yeah. Okay. It's like we've both been in that dream in that house. Yeah. It's crazy. It, yeah, That's it, it really is. really strange. Yeah. It, it was oh. very strange. I guess what I'm trying to say is, like, like mm, this helped me a lot when I had, I used to have a lot of vivid dreams. So I would go back and examine them and try to interpret them. And if I could figure out, like, for example... Let's say I dreamed about being in a bedroom and in my dream, it was my bedroom and I knew it, you know, one of those kind of things in the dream. Yeah. I know it, but you don't in real life. But um, let's say in that bedroom, there's a dresser. It's pretty just a dresser. But then when I would look back at the dream, like, well, no, that dresser was a little different. It had these little carvings that are a lot like my grandparents dresser in Philadelphia when I was growing up. It kind of reminds wow. me of that, you know, and so I'll have to go back and think about what that means to me. So I guess what I'm getting at is in your everyday life, when you feel like it's, you're not accessing those parts of yourself. I think you are all the time. There's some part of me that was seven looking at that dresser that put it in a dream when I was, you know, 27. Yeah. Yeah. Know, something like that. Yeah. And it, um, I think the senses, you know, energy sensors or whatever they may be. Yeah. Um, they pick up something then that is, it doesn't matter what the shape of the dresser is, you know, it's right. just something about that moment, how I felt and what needed to be expressed in my subconscious during the dream. Of course, we all have different ideas as to why we even have dreams. Right. But I've always felt like it's my subconscious mind's language with my conscious mind. You know, yeah. it doesn't have words. It doesn't have a... Uh, no, yeah, that's yeah. what I said. <laughs> yeah. Like the communication, yeah, you know, yeah. There, there's no words. It's all thought process. Yeah, you know? yeah. And I think that's also exactly what dreams are. Not not all of them. Like, I think you're, you have that in-between stage where you're really accessing the spirit realm. Mm -hmm. And um, very clearly and very, like, you're hearing work, you know, exactly what they want you to hear. And you're getting to ask what you, you what you want to know. But you know what? You know what? I just forgot about this. This happened last week. I, I was uh, trying to do what you were talking about. Yeah. And I remember very vividly. Now, I'm just not remembering this. Now we're talking about it. But there was a woman and she was um, she was in like a little bitty uh, boat. And she was in the water just kind of sitting. And there was something about her. She was very pale. And I just remember it flashed in my dream and something in my head said remember this yeah and, and i forgot till now <laughs> oh she was in a boat yeah oh, what so she look like? would that be something like you're talking about like yes you know the boat would be something significant or maybe she is or yes like i would say if i were to do a dream interpretation of that I'd ask where the boat was what the water looked like where are there trees was it ocean you know what she looked like she had long hair short hair you know, stuff like that. And who did she remind you of? And stuff like, what was your feeling when you saw her? And like, you can, I, for me anyway, when I interp interpret mine, I can associate the feelings, especially that the imagery invokes mm -hmm. from the dream as to how it applies to what's going on in my life that I'm trying to rip myself through you know mm -hmm. like get through and try to find the other end and what's wrong especially mm -hmm. when things are stressful i think a lot of people dream more when their lives are really stressful right right yeah. of course they do i mean and you know we've all done this too you know we watch 
something scary on TV and then we have a dream about what we just watched. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, it's, yeah. it's on your mind fresh, you know. But, um, and you know what's interesting is that, like, for example, like you just said, you see something scary and you have nightmares. A lot of kids do that. Yeah. And it's, uh, what do you think nightmares are? What, what would you guess they are to be? Gosh. What's their point? Uh, probably our worst fears. <laughs> yeah. You know, in the back of our minds, you know, probably the worst things that we can possibly imagine. What would what yeah. would our subconscious like? Why would it? I mean, I'm just I don't know if yeah I don't have the answer. Right. But why would it want us to experience those things? Maybe it's to prepare us for something that could happen, but not that bad. Right. But it could be that bad. I don't know. Right. You know, right. Like, I, I don't know. It's what very that strange. Is. Yeah. It's also I think it's also acknowledging real phobias and fears that are deep in you or in deep in me, and then. If I go back and look at the dream and analyze what was scary about it, then I won't be as scared of, like, let's say it's a, you know, giant spider, you know, I'm not, uh, and I'm terrified of it in the dream. Yeah. Maybe it actually, uh, say, could be that, well, I don't really have a fear of spiders, but my, my son does, one of my sons does. So mm -hmm. maybe it could be like, I'm afraid for my son's fears that may manifest in his life and mess up his life, you know? Yeah. So that would be one example of that. And I'd left then, and then I wouldn't, a lot of times you have recurring dreams where like, especially scary ones. Yeah. And oh, yeah. 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 And I'm wondering too, if that's just like some negative energy, just, you know, trying to scare me, you yeah. know? And, and maybe, you know, I have to, you know, grow a little bit in each of those dreams to be able to fight it off. Yeah, maybe. And I mean, could, get a little bit stronger. You know, it could you know? be uh, maybe in those recurring dreams for you, it could be that you're kind of training yourself what to do yes. in those situations in a in an energetic way yes i think so, so. You relive it over and over and over yes. so you know how to handle it next do, do yes. you ever change do they ever change the recurring dreams uh, uh, like as you keep having them will you be able yeah. to outthink the situation yeah and yeah oh, that's cool. it's, it's yeah. gotten it's gotten better okay. you know like i said you know the last ones i didn't wake up so scared um and i actually think um, the last ones I did, I, I, I did overcome it. That was a few months ago, and I did. Oh, wow, that's really great. Yeah. Yeah, it's hard to do. Yeah. Well, we had another little interruption like we always do. That's the way life is. Yeah, full, full of interruptions. That's right. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess today my point is is um, we all have dreams. You know, maybe we should pay more attention to them. And uh, see what kind of signs they do bring. Yeah. And use it in our everyday life. Yeah. And, I think so. and just see where it brings us. Yeah. And I think you should think about why it happened during this interview that you have to remember that little piece of dream that said, Remember me. I know. She, she really <laughs> wanted to be heard. Yeah. Well, thank you, Misty. I really enjoy doing this with you every week. And I love I it. Look forward to next week. You want to come I'm back? I'm going to pick your brain apart. <laughs> thank you for being here and thank you for listening everybody and we'll see you next time bye okay that was misty yesterday and i love doing interviews with misty i love talking to misty misty is awesome in my opinion so thank you so much for listening and any of you who would like to be a guest on we're all psychic with me 
interviewing and picking out your thoughts and innermost everythings, please feel free to drop me an email at lisa at wearealllpsychic.com. And you can visit our website at wearealllpsychic.com. <laughs> Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye.